Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Welcome, everybody. Here we are back. It is the Father Peter Teresa McConnell himself. Hello, hello. M-C-C-O-N-N-E-L-L. That's my name. Myself, Father Anthony Tinker. We are here. Um, It's Lent. We're doing some Lenten podcast, and we're going to talk about confession today. Praise God. Um, Actually, this came up. I just gave a talk to a group of men discerning about doing examinations of conscience. Did you get any vocations for us? Um, We had a guy interested. So Praise God. very, very possible. All you listeners, please pray for him and all men discerning our way of life. Amen. Um, and so I got a lot of good feedback. So I said, you know what? Let's talk about confession. Let's talk about doing a good examination of Let's conscience. It, yeah. and, and then hopefully next week, we'll talk about going to confession itself. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid, but this is the time to go. So, but this is the pre, this is the prepare for confession yeah, right. kind of time. I want to start with a little history. Um, so how is it that we got to the place we are with confession? Um, mm. Well, it starts in the early church. So early church, you get baptized, and unfortunately, there was persecution. But it wasn't, so Jesus, um, he ascends in 33, the church begins, um, <clears throat> and it wasn't until 313, the Christianity was legal. Right. Throughout the time, there was persecution, right, from the Jews initially and then from the Romans. But it wasn't just one long, straight persecution. It was kind of up and down in different places. Well, what happened is, I say, in Egypt, for example, um, they've got a little Christian community and then persecution stirs up against the Christians for right. whatever reason. Well, um, uh, let's say you, you know, Father Peter Teresa and your family, um, you stay faithful to the church. Praise God. Um, you know, um, you're, you're, you're not a priest, you know, you're married, you have kids. Um, and it actually turns out that your wife and your kids are killed for the faith. They're caught. Well, that's even though, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, but you, but you persevered through it. You were underground. Um, you didn't give in. You had to go to jail. You were tortured for the faith. Um, but the persecution's over, and 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 it's kind of lesson you've been released from jail. You're going back to church. Well, let's say myself, um, I gave in, and the Romans said all you have to do is sacrifice to this idol. You offer some incense right. to this pagan idol, and we won't persecute you. We'll leave you alone. You keep your job. Keep your family. You don't have to go to jail, etc. Well, I give in to the 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 sin of apostasy, and I go sacrifice to that idol. I deny Christ. Um, well, the persecution's over, and now I want to come back to church. Right? I'm probably not going to like you very much. Exactly. And, so, and this is the problem. My wife just died, by the way. Exactly. This is the problem we have in the early church, right? Where, you know, there are individuals who say, listen, um, you, you have apostatized post-baptism. Yeah. You gave your life to Christ. You were baptized. You entered into the body of Christ, and then you rejected Christ. There is no forgiveness for you. Right, you've committed the yeah. unforgivable sin. Right, there's, you know, you've sinned against the Holy Spirit. You can't be forgiven. It's over. Um, and but praise God, you know, the holy men and women, the saints, um, the church fathers went and said, no, there is forgiveness. But you've got to do penance. Yeah. Right. You have to. What they made you do is you had to go stand in front of the church. I would have to go stand in front of the church, and publicly confess my sin to everybody. Mm. I would then be enter into a life of of penance. So I would usually be given a pilgrimage. For example, I'd have to go to Jerusalem to the holy sites, or I'd have to go do the the Camino. Um, de Santiago. Not a bad deal. Yeah, exactly. And then I would have to, and our RCA program actually develops out of that. I have to go actually prostrate myself in front of the church hmm. while everyone else walked in and beg your forgiveness for my sin. And then eventually, through this process, I'd get into the foyer of the church, 
um, and I could listen to the word of God, but I could not go into communion. And then finally, um, as the appropriate time entered in, uh, time frame, whatever that happened to be, um, I would be received back into communion, reconciliation to the church. And so this was confession. This was, the, this was confession, this was penance. Right. Right? This is how it looked. Well, in kind of the eighth century, um, especially as um, really monasticism has developed them in Ireland, that's in right. particular, um, the Irish saved civilization. That's right. Uh, they kept the, writing the books, kind of the uh, Germanic tribes had taken over a lot of cre- the Christian areas in Europe, Northern Africa. Um, and so they're kind of preserving Christianity up there in many ways. Way to go, Irish. Good job. Um, well, they uh, end up starting this practice of regular individual confession and not for these major sins. Of, of a, The three major sins in their church were adultery, apostasy, which is the dying of Christ, and murder. Right, so these are the ones I got to stand up. I got to tell those are pretty big. Done. Those are the big ones. But now it's like, well, what if I, what if I just, what if I lied? You know, what if I? And these penitents who wanted to deepen their spiritual lives are going to these monks in Ireland and confessing sins. Right, they're saying, I need forgiveness. You know, I, this is what I've done, and um, and they're they're receiving absolution. This this form of individual kind of regular confession occurs. Um, well, the Irish monks, as I said, they save civilization. They end up coming back into Europe, right? Right. They, they and re-Christianizing a lot of these areas of the Germanic tribes as Way missionaries. To go, Irish. Good job. Uh, and then they actually bring this practice with them. And this is the practice that actually develops in the church, right? And then after the Council of Trent, it gets basically promulgated um, that hey, this is one of the seven sacraments. This is what it looks like, where we go in to the confessional, we go, we confess our sins, and we receive forgiveness of sins. Kind of how it looks like today. Right, so that's what we're getting to. But to prepare for that, we got to do an examination. Of we got to examine ourselves first. Okay, Father Petrius, there's lots of different ways to examine our, our examine our conscience. Yeah, tell me, how do you examine your conscience before <clears throat> going to confession? Uh, I might have like a little a little book or a little pamphlet. I, I might take myself through. But um, if I if I find myself if I don't have time for that or something like that, I think a really easy way for me to get into it and enter into it is I think about the the three fundamental relationships in my life. So there are three <clears throat> ways in which I relate. Uh, the first and foremost, primary, is how I relate to God. Um, so there's that relationship. Then there is how I relate to myself. Um, there's that relationship. And then how I would relate to then my brothers and sisters out into the world. And so then I can begin to think about, okay, how have I sinned against God? Um, have I not put God first? Uh, have I not given him my time? Have I not given him uh, my prayer? Have I um, despaired or doubted? Have I not been faithful to the things? Um, and then <clears throat> in, in relationship to myself, you know, have I not been um, faithful to, you know, the, the duties of my state in life? Have I procrastinated? Have I, um, have I engaged in media perhaps um, that, that was sinful or something like that? Uh, and, then, and then my relationship with my brothers and sisters. Um, have I lied? Have I cheated? Have I stolen? Um, you know, and, and the list can go on and on and on. But but it, it's a way for me to just kind of organize the different acts, the different ways I, I live and operate in the life and, and, and to just think about how I am relating and then the ways in which I have fallen and am sinful in that because... I'm a pretty terrible sinner, Father. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, uh, I, I, need, <laughs> I do live I, with you. I need I need this sacrament. <clears throat> um, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, and I think one note of kind of what you're talking about is that um, the examination of conscience is not just kind of oh, wait, right, I got to go to confession. Let me take half an hour and get myself ready. Right. 
right? The examination of conscience is something we we have to continually be doing, right? Right? That we nightly, as religious um, and priests, do this, and that is to examine our conscience um, a, 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 with our with our night prayer. But but that I'll recommend everybody. You got to take time every day to examine your conscience. Father Peter is saying, like, I'm examining my relationship with God. How did it, how was it today? Was I faithful to to, to God today? Mm-hmm. To to myself? Was I faithful to my state in life? Was I did I live poverty, chastity, and obedience today? Right? Was I yep. faithful to others? Right? And, and to go through uh, each of these every single day, and that then you're ready for confession, yeah. whether it be a week or a month, and you're not scrambling like, oh, what did I do this past month or how did I go? Right. Because you you've kind of daily looked at these relationships. That's really beautiful. I I think um, you're just talking about doing it not just right before you go to the sacrament of confession, but you're doing it every day, and that. Um, it's really important because um, you know we're we're we just we're a week now into land. We just did Ash Wednesday. We all just prayed. You know, we are dust, and to dust we shall return. That that we're all mortal. We're all going to pass. We're all going to die from this life. And that the daily examine, um, especially at night, um, that that you are so tomorrow's not promised to you. Um, and so you're examining yourself. You're getting yourself right. You're asking for forgiveness before you go to sleep. Um, which is a kind of death, and then you rise in the morning, and that is, is an ancient practice to to remember your death, to to pray for a holy death, um, and that and that if you close your eyes that night, that you had made yourself right with God, and you would be ready to to meet your your Creator, your Maker, um, your Lord, and so that daily examine um, is really really important, as just as a spiritual practice and a spiritual discipline, and it then also makes. The examine right before confession, just all the more easy um, because you've been doing this, you're practiced at it, you're kind of aware of where you've really struggled and, and fallen in the past week or month or a couple months or however long it's been. And so um, so that daily that daily examine is, is really, really important. Yeah. So um, there are different ways to examine your conscience, mm-hmm. right? Um, the Ten, Ten Commandments are probably the most famous. Sure. If you go yeah. look at examine, you know, go through the Ten Commandments, how they relate. You know, did you honor your father and mother? You know, take other gods before, and they go, you know, did I? How did I do this? Did I make you know idol of my phone or other such things? Um, there's also I, I've been told, you know, First Corinthians chapter thirteen: hmm. love is patient, love is kind. Yeah. And go through. Was I patient? How did I? How did I sin against patience? Was I kind? And look in the ways that uh, sin against love. Yeah. Uh, personally. I go through the seven deadly sins mm. um, and I go through one by one kind of seven deadly sins. And I ask myself, have I sinned against these, these categories of sin, right? So the other church t- fathers have talked about these seven categories that all sins kind of fall into these seven categories. Right. Um, they're just to go through them. Uh, they're greed, lust, wrath, pride, gluttony, sloth, and envy. So I'm glad you didn't quiz me. <laughs> what are they? Uh, <laughs> what, what are they? So greed. Right. Money is the one we think of, you know, off the top. Like, was I greedy for it? Did I hold on to money? Right. Did I, was I working, especially my, my work, right? Did I just start work every day and t- didn't take off Sundays? Was I just being, being greedy and not, right. and not just with money, but with other possessions? Right. Was I being possessive? Was I holding on? Well, that's my thing. Right. Yeah. I, I, I hold on to that. Lust. Right. Um, lust comes in, in, in action, you know, oftentimes all the, the sins against lust, the sexual sins. Right. Um, but even in the heart, the Lord talks about how it begins in the hearts, you know, adultery begins in the heart. Um, was there any ways in which I looked at someone else as an object? Mm-hmm. Um, wrath, right? Anger, right? Anger to the point of sin. Was I, was I, uh, where did I uh, mouth off at somebody? Where did I talk back to somebody? Where right. was I even passive aggressive towards somebody, yep, yep, right? Yep. Uh, where did I gossip against them, right? Now these these various ways. That might be envy a little more. Pride, right? The first sin, the Adam root, and Eve. The root. The root. Where did I put myself first? Above, you know, 
if you're supposed to call love God above all else, love your neighbor as yourself, where did I break that? Yeah. Where did I put myself first? Like, no, take care of myself, right? If I don't take care of me, nobody will take care of me, right? Kind of mentality, uh, pride, gluttony, right? Think of food, right, is one mm-hmm, thing, but anything, sure. you know, any, that we're consuming, right? That's like media. I, you know, watching four straight hours of Netflix, right? Um, the, can be gluttonous. It's insidious Netflix. They're just like, oh, the, the new episode's about to start and you just let it happen. You don't do anything. You just a food in particular, binge obviously, on it. Obviously with, uh, with our fasting going on, yeah. right? Did I, did I fast especially on Fridays from meat? Uh, what, did I put, make food my God, my comfort yeah. instead of turning the Lord? Sloth. Um, we actually, we sin against sloth a whole lot more than we think we do. Right. Because Thomas Aquinas tells us that sloth is not being in the will of God, not doing the will of God. Not just by inactivity, but even by activity. Right. So overworking, right? When I'm doing work that's not God's will for me at this time. Right. Um, we talk about kind of we get offered to do a lot of different ministry, a lot yep. of different things. Sure. Yeah. And we have to pray through all that. Yeah. Because um <clears throat> the devil would rather me do a hundred things and very poorly than do one thing really well. Right. And so he'll overwork us sometimes to get out of the will of God, not just in things of, uh, not just in secular things, but even in things of the Lord. They're good things that we have yeah. to say no to because it's not what God wants us to do. Yeah. And, and sometimes that just comes through sloth, you know, drug use and you know, alcoholism, et cetera, all these things where it's all like, I'm just not going to be in the will of God. I'm going to not do anything or I'm just going to do all these other things because I'm avoiding what God actually wants me to right, do. Right, right. Envy, um, jealousy, you know, better, better. Gossip might fit in that category better, but we're, 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 we're just envious of others. I want what you have. Yeah. I'm, I don't, what God has given me is not enough. And so because it's not enough, I, you have to, I need what other, everyone else has, right? Because I, and so I, I personally just go through each of these. I, I kind of go through them and say, have I sinned against this today? Right? And then especially before confession. And I go through in the, it really helps me because I'm in the confessional, you know, with the priest and I just go through one by one. Yep. And I just name the sins against that one and name the sins against that one. Name the sins that I just go through one by one and, uh, and make my confession. Yeah. No, there's definitely some beard envy in the friary. You know, we have to check ourselves and make sure we don't fall into sin of, of envious of a father, father's beard. So, uh, thank you. It's, you know, it is a source of pride for me. Yeah, for to. sure. Yeah. And you can't be prideful about your beard. That's a good point. Yeah. We're, we're all... Um, okay. Um, let's talk about the examine because the examine is not just looking at sins. Yeah. I think we got to have to really emphasize this today. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're preparing for confession, we got to do Thanksgiving as well. Because the, the church tells us when we talk, um, what I have done and what I have failed to do. Right. This is a part of our act of contrition. And that you can actually fail to do things. Then we actually oftentimes don't even examine this aspect. Right. Of like- The sins talking of about, omission. Yeah, the sloth. Where, where was I not in the will of God? Yeah. Where, where did, where was God calling me to go talk to that person? I didn't do it. Where was God calling me to go love that person, to do this or do that? And I just didn't do it. Right, and so the examination includes not just what we've done, what we failed to do, but also includes prayer and thanksgiving. Hmm. That thanksgiving has to be part of our examine. Praise God. That every Why is day, that? Every, well, uh, because uh, the grateful heart is the one that overflows with an understanding of who God is in right hmm. relationship. If we don't know our identity in God, then we will, lead, we will fall into sin. If we don't understand our relationship with him and who we are as his sons and as his daughters. And so daily doing thanksgiving is a part of your examine. Right, going, this is from Ignatius Viola. We start, we look at Thanksgiving. How yeah. did God bless me today? Yeah. Right, And we look back like, well, God, what was your, what were the blessings you had for me? And to give thanks as a part of, uh, of, our, of our examine. Because it's gratefulness to God of the great love. You know, again, the cross. We look at the cross. It's, it's a sign of how terrible our sin is. Yeah. But it's also a sign of his great love. So we've got to be thankful. We have to kind of like abhor our sin and avoid sin, but at the same time be thankful what he's done. We've got to go through and give thanks to God 
for the many ways in which he's blessed us? I think it's um, just obviously necessarily that an examination requires that we look at ourselves and reflect upon ourselves and and, and our own lives and our own actions. Um, And I think then that the thanksgiving then is that thing that then gets our eyes off of ourselves. Um, Unless we become so introspective in our examination and we get bogged down by how many sins we've committed and, and just how much we struggle with this sin and we never seem to get out of it. And, and this one seems really, really bad um, that the church says, no, 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 no. Go, go give thanks to God now and get your eyes off yourself, your sins. Um, and in some respect, um, aren't that big. And that God's forgiveness is way bigger than your sins. So now go put your eyes back on God. Go put your eyes back on the Lord and give him thanks. Um, because, because if we just look at ourselves and our sins, we very easily just become discouraged and despair. Uh, and so we, Thanksgiving is this really, really powerful antidote to, to keep our eyes fixed on Lord and just how good he is. Um, and in that daily examine, we have to avoid two things. We've got to avoid scrupulosity, yeah. which is saying, you know what? Um, I'm the worst person in the world. I'm yeah. a terrible sinner. Like, um, that, that is not the right attitude. Again, it's focusing on ourselves. Mm-hmm. That, that Francis, St. Francis of Assisi would say, um, we have to know who we are in relationship with God. That's a sign of how great he is and then how small we are. Yeah. But yet we also have to recognize that he bridged the gap, yep. that he left his heavenly throne to come down to become a man, which is why the incarnation was so important to him, right? That he would yeah. willingly become a babe, enter into humanity, right? Be incarnate for us. Um, so we've got to avoid scrupulosity. We also have to avoid just not caring. Right, apathy. Apathy, yeah. like I don't care, like, um, I know I fall into that. I remember that in high school. It's all like we have to do those. You know, I was in a Catholic school. We have to go to confession for Lent, right? Yeah. It was like, hey, it's Lent. Everybody's got to go to confession. And I like rolled my eyes. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm ashamed of that. You yeah. know, to say that now, but I definitely had entered into that time frame in my life. Just because you didn't commit maybe one of the big three that we talked about at the beginning, you, you're not you didn't commit adultery, or you didn't like renounce the faith, or you didn't murder someone. You know, I'm I'm a more or less a good person. I'm fine. Like. Uh, especially in comparison to so-and-so, like I'm doing pretty good. And, and we, don't, we don't take seriously um, our own offenses to God and, and what we owe him. So. Well, and I'll go to the opposite stream. Uh, uh, at least when I was in I was like, I'm, I'm not going to like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm just living my <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, no, that's also very true. So why, if I'm just going to come back and confess the same things over and over again, like why does it even matter? God knows God doesn't care. Like I'm not getting any help. Hey, how would you, how would, what would you say to someone? Like a, a, some young man, Whoever came up to you, he said, hey, Father, I'm really struggling. Like, I just confess the same stuff every time. Like, I'm stuck in my sin. I can't get over it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I should, I don't even want to go to confession anymore. What's your response? Yeah, I mean, if he's coming to me saying I'm really struggling, you know what I mean? They're, they're, that would indicate to me, that would tell me that, you know, he's trying. There's a genuineness. There's, there, there is a desire for him to do it. Um, and, and I guess I would just encourage him and, and, and anyone else that um, that that God is the same. God is constant. Um, God does not change. Um, he does not grow tired. He does not grow weary. Um, that that we change. That we fluctuate. That like we get frustrated. We get tired with the journey. We get tired with the fight. We get tired of our own sins. We get tired of like forgiving ourselves. Um, and God does not, um, that, that the scriptures tell us that his mercies are new 
every morning. Um, and that God does not tire of forgiving us, that that there is something about the heart of God that when he forgives us in the confessional, that it's almost as if it's the first time. Um, and his heart is that new. His heart is that fresh. His heart is that kind and loving. And so um, just keep coming. Just keep coming. And I know you're tired. I know you're frustrated. I know you're upset with yourself. But um, and. And God and God apps and God takes your sin seriously. You know what I mean? That that it's not to um, it's not to it's not to give a license to sin. It's not to give a permission to sin, but it is to um, to work against that discouragement and that despair to say, what's the point? That that the more we do something, and that the more you humble yourself and confess it, that you're actually creating a new habit to work against that particular vice. So just keep coming. Um, just keep coming and just keep letting the Lord's mercy work on you and work on you and work on you. And, and the Lord does not tire of forgiving us. Amen. That's so beautiful. Amen. And he's a beautiful God. Is, consol- is consoling. Yeah. Of, he's a beautiful God. You know, that's that just who God is. Mm-hmm. We just, again, things to meditate on throughout Lent. Amen. Right? We can take time. There's things you go holy are with and you're like, Amen. wow, how beautiful it is that God forgives. Um, and finally, a part of the examine with yeah. Ignatius is the resolution. Yeah. That I resolve, I don't want to do this anymore. Yes. Right. That that this is a big part of what we just talked about. Like, okay, God, I did my exam and I talk, realized how I offended God and myself and others this day, and I've got to make the resolution. I'm going to try and do better. Now we are sinners. We fall. We fail. But 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 that daily resolve that says I'm thankful for what God has done. Mm-hmm. I repent of my sinfulness and I resolve I'm going to try. Um, and, and that's if we if we resolve to try, then it's it's walking that narrow road. Yeah. We might trip. We might fall. But we're saying, I'm staying on the narrow road. I'm not going to step off and get on that wide road, that easy path that leads to destruction. I'm going to stay on the hard road and recognize it is a hard road yeah. and there will be difficulties. I'm going to struggle. But at the same time, I know where this path leads. Yeah. And that's to union with the Father. And that's what I desire. I remember talking to, I think it was my brother actually, about his kids and um, and just talking about, just they're so little. They were just really little. I think they're still in diapers. And you know he was trying to teach them, instruct them, and that they just could not get it right. But he was just saying that, like, even watching them try just made him so happy. Um, and it's the same with our Father in Heaven that, like, we're, we're, we have to recognize that we are just really little. Um, we're poor. We're kids in, in the eyes of our Father. And even just our our, our pitiful efforts um, bring him so much consolation and joy. All right. Well, to wrap ourselves up today with our getting to know us a little better funny question. Oh, boy. Um, it's about confession. Just funny moment. As a penitent, we're not going to do anything as a confessor, you know. But as a penitent, <laughs> yes, a funny money experience, and I definitely have one. Okay. Uh, so I went to uh, school, grade school and high school, at a Cistercian monastery. It was run by Cistercian monks. There's a school attached to it. Um, great school, in Dallas, Texas. Um, and I remember it was Saturday evening. It was before the I think 5 p.m. mass or whenever it was. Um, and it was so strange because they don't normally have Saturday mass. So I think it was like a Holy Thursday or something. It was it was upper time when they had an evening mass. And we were going to confession beforehand. And I went in and went to confession and, and confessed my sins. And then my, uh, uh, the penance was pray for our fathers. Um, and I went to the, to the church and I was like, I, I, I just assumed, I don't know, I was a little kid or whatever it was. I think it was grade school, high school. It was a F-O-R, our fathers. So I went and I like beseeched God for those, <laughs> for those monks. I was like, let's just bless these fathers, Lord, just be with them. And I was just like, from my, with my little heart, just oh, pouring out prayers. Awesome. This. And then afterwards, it was one of those, like we got the early side of confession. I couldn't sit in the church and pray for that long, right? So I was outside in front of the church talking to my brother. And uh, I think my cousin was there too. 
And then we're going through and everyone's like, what, what was your penance? And my brother's like, three Our Fathers. And I was like, oh, <laughs> 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 whoops. <laughs> I got to go back in the church real quick That's awesome. and pray for Our Fathers. That's awesome. Um, for me, I, I thought it was funny. And maybe people won't find this as comical as I do, but I was, um, it was right after my conversion. And so I had, I had some things that I needed to confess. And I remember uh, my parents were living in Colorado at the time. And I was like, this is great. No one knows me here. You know, we all, we all, who, who hasn't done that? You'll find the priest who doesn't know us and go confess our <laughs> sins to him. We've all been there. And so uh, I was in like a different state. So it was perfect. And, uh, and I had some things that I needed to confess and I was laying it all out for this priest. And, and I just remember him saying, um, well, you really shouldn't do those things. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, father, I know that's, that's why I'm confessing them to you. And, uh, and then he gave me my penance and it was great. And, uh, but I actually loved it because it was like, okay, like this wasn't, this wasn't the end of the world. You know, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like got all that stuff off, gave it to the Lord and like. And uh, so it was, uh, I just remember that being a rather light and comical moment for me, because, mostly because it was a big, I was all worried and, and, and fearful, but it just ended up being so simple. Right. All right. Will you send us off with your blessing? Absolutely. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just ask that you pour forth your Holy Spirit upon these, your sons and daughters who are, are listening to the sounds of our voice, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would find them wherever they are right now, that you would continue to strengthen them in their Lenten journey, Lord, that you would give them uh, the spirit of truth to examine their conscience, Lord, any spirits of, of, of fear or shame or condemnation that might be coming against them, that would be keeping them from receiving your love and the sacrament of confession. Lord. We just bind those away right now in Jesus' name, Lord, and may they be filled with the spirit of, of courage and of peace to receive your love in the sacrament of confession. And may the blessing of Almighty God come upon each and every one of you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, go to confession this week. And shameless plug, it is our annual fundraiser this Saturday. Oh, amen. Uh, so please sign up for FireQ at becomefire.faith and join us for the fundraiser that helps us to raise up men to be priests to hear Praise your confessions. God. That's right. All right, God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.